6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. As you've heard over the past number of days, there's so much going on at the provincial level of politics. You know that uh, this fourth wave of the pandemic and the way it's been handled has created, uh, you know, this this COVID-19 health crisis. It's now spawning a crisis in politics in the province as well. Um, we've been telling you that as many as 30 United Conservative constituencies intend to call for a review of Premier Jason Kenney's leadership. Kenney replaced his health minister yesterday. You heard that live right here on 630 Ched. Asked for federal help as well. We know that right now the province has about uh, 21,000 active cases, almost 1,000 people hospitalized, including 222 in intensive care. The updated numbers should be out in about 25 minutes or so. Today, a caucus meeting is being held. A lot of folks wondering what might happen next. Is it going to be a non-confidence vote? Could they ask him to step aside? Could the push be on for a leadership review sooner rather than later? Let's take a closer look with Elise Mills, a former advisor Brad Wall and Gordon Campbell and a senior associate at Sussex Strategy Group. Uh, hi, Jalen. Hi, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> I, took, I took a pause there because boy, oh boy, there's so much to talk about right now. Do you believe we are on the verge of seeing Jason Kenney resign? Well, you know, you've mentioned one premier that I've worked with that this feels eerily similar, although different reasoning for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously the same sort of outcome, which is low in the polls um, and, you know, a push. I mean, Premier Campbell worked within within a coalition and that was really just about a liberal power grab at that point so you know i think we lasted seven days Mm -hmm. uh and it and it has you know a crisis like this a crisis of confidence a crisis of leadership has a trajectory and you know as i was telling your producer yesterday i you know i think by day five day six you're starting to see uh what is going to shape up for to be like a bare knuckle brawl i'm very very happy that my former boss gordon campbell decided to you know take the gallant route and uh, after airing his frustration and then just went quietly into the night um, at the end of the day. But I don't think that's going to be the case for Mr. Kenny. I think he's going to, you know, they're going to have to pry his cold, dead hands from that desk. Why do you think that way? Why do you think that way, Elise? I think he, I think he's looking at his his career and the totality of it. And I think it's, you know, I agree with him. It's difficult not to. He was a fantastic minister federally. I mean, he was one of the most well-liked, admired, respected, and, you know, especially not just within caucus or on the Hill, and he was repeatedly voted as one of the best uh, ministers, but it was also the communities loved him, especially um, ethnic minority communities. Um, he was a big fan favorite. So the, the Jason Kenney that's presenting to me today doesn't feel very familiar to me. And for him to be caught so often on his back foot um, is not the Kenny machine that I saw in Ottawa on the Hill. So what's happened? Uh, has Is it just... Uh, COVID and and the handling of COVID that has uh, taken the shine off of Premier Kenny? I think they're within the conservative movement, and I also think Alberta is a province that, you know, reminds me a lot of, like, uh, New Hampshire in the States, you know, live free or die sort of mentality. And I do think that there's a lot of Albertans pretending that they were not in on the reopening and that they they weren't sort of publicly pressuring to getting to the reopening. I didn't hear a lot of pushback. I, I think, I mean, looking at it from B.C., and I know friends in Ontario and Atlantic Canada were very surprised to see what, you 
you guys did in July, which is we're going to stay open, mm-hmm. we're out of this. Um, but I don't think there was a lot of questions at that time. And now it's sort of all landed at Jason Kenney's doorstep, which rightfully so is the premier. And I'm not here to defend that, uh, those decisions. Um, but I was surprised. I just wish that more Albertans had spoken up earlier. Um, and I wish that that health minister had been more collaborative with the premier and the premier had taken the lead, like, you know, uh, allowing the, your chief medical or chief health officer to work with the with the minister and then, you know, bring the premier in like we do in British Columbia, for instance, which I think has worked extremely well and has depoliticized, de-escalated most of the tension that's happening, that has been happening here, especially during the election. So I think that's what happened, and I think he got caught in his back foot. I also think that he came to Alberta, and everybody was so excited to have Jason Kenney back. There was a bit of kingmaking or a little crowning that that went on versus, you know, it was more like being uh, anointed versus, you know, elected as well. At least we know that politicians can often hold on until the money starts drying up. We have seen fundraising numbers for the UCP leg behind the NDP in this province for a while now. Are donors, are the big donors starting to walk away? Unfortunately, that is uh, the rumor on the street. I got a call on Thursday night that uh, I understood that that a handful of the donors had decided that they were no longer going to, you know, pay the man, so to speak, and keep what they called, quote unquote, this circus alive, because they said it had a sell-by date on it. Some of them didn't believe the UCP would last a year. I'm very, I'm disagreeable to that opinion, and it's because I think it will last. I think that, um, you know, we can get quite, quite volatile when we're really ticked off right um and i you know i've heard that about whether it's the bc liberal party or the federal conservative party we'll never make the merger with the alliance you know it's not going to last but it does tell me that when you lose it, it, first of all when you lose your money men uh or your money women i should say that wasn't meant to be sexist but you know it's a, an old-fashioned statement but when you lose your bag men like that uh that is extremely problematic you know that conservative machine in Alberta is a machine. It has uh, it, it it has a vote efficiency that should be very high. It has, and that's all to do with the team. But if what happened the other night during the federal election is 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 any indication, I think the UCP has a lot to be worried about. And there's a lot of frustration coming from their federal cousins. Uh, you know, I, I think that that did obviously factor in across Western Canada and in Ontario. It's made, they've made the connection between Doug Ford and Jason Kenney, which I don't believe is valid. I think that's apples and oranges. Um, I think Doug Ford has been much quicker to come in and say, I've made a mistake. I'm turning this boat around. We're making a different decision. And I think he's, at the end of the day, he's handled it as best as he can. Jason Kenney is a different uh, breed of cat or politician completely. And the experience he's having right now is, and I have to say as a staff member, and somebody that really likes your boss, you know, or liked my boss, that is one difficult place to be. And um, and I think that this is a very uh, vocal caucus, uh, elbows out for sure. Um, and I, I don't know how Mr. Kenny survives. I think it, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that it's not going to escalate uh, to the point where, you know, he, he's sort of, you know, going out the back door. Does he have... Any friends in high places right now? You talk about the conservative machine. Who has his back right now? 
suggest that I, I'm sure Stephen Harper is counseling him. Um, I know that they obviously, uh, you know, Premier Kenny was an incredibly, probably one of the most successful ministers uh, during uh, the Stephen Harper government. And he was accountable and you could rely on him, which, you know, is, is the juxtaposition to what's happening right here or the narrative that's being uh, told about Kenny here. But I would suggest that Mr. Mr. Harper is probably advising him. I would suggest that maybe even he's even reaching out to former uh, member of parliament James Moore, um, who's a member, a former member of parliament here and now at Denton's. Um, but I, he also has a built-in team in Ottawa, and they're they're former advisors of his. And I expect, you know, they've known him for for decades. I suspect that those who know him best and those he respects are around the table trying to figure out, much like we did with Gordon Campbell, uh, trying to figure out what the best path out or through is um, and sometimes you have to go through it to get out of it. Elise Mills joining me this afternoon before we run out of time uh, you know Premier Kenny has said it, it is not the time to be focusing on this that there's always been um, you know critics and uh, he's focused on on politics the news conference yesterday he was saying all the right things I'm not sure that anyone is truly or not a lot of folks are believing that I suspect that his mind is filled with everything that he is going around uh, all around him but is it if is right now the time i mean given the fact that we're in the middle of the, the this this crisis is now the right time to get rid of him or to see him resign well, you know, technically, absolutely not. You don't, legislatively speaking, and you know, policy-wise, and and how the state of—I mean, you—you're obviously in a state of emergency, to to as we were in the summer for COVID and forest fires. Um, you know, this is not the optimal time. But I wonder if the anger and resentment is now too big to put it back in the in the jar. And I suspect that it's it. I suspect that those thirty caucus members are getting you know. A, a, getting a mouthful from their constituents about you know it's not just about it's the embarrassment I think that I'm hearing from some conservatives that this went sideways for for too long and there didn't seem to be sort of a cleanup plan for aisle six as they called it so you know I, I and I and I've been there and I've been there several times and you want to you don't want to over exaggerate it but you do want to get ahead of it as of Thursday Friday night I was beginning to call people throughout the west and say hey do you know you here's a you know heads up this is what's coming to me and this this sounds particularly concerning and I was reaching out to leaderships I worked for just to say hey you need to get a grasp of what's happening uh, because we have the election coming up on Monday um, so I was putting in suggestions I and and you know and so I suspect that that would have been the case within caucus but it doesn't seem to have been who replaces him if he goes well, that's the problem. I mean, federal conservatives are, you know, banging their heads against the wall. Um, I don't know what's happening necessarily with those closest to him at the UCP, but federal conservatives I've spoken to, very high-ranking senior strategists and officials are like, okay, the, the, the one that replaces him is automatically going to be Rachel Notley. Because mm-hmm. there is no, it, from what we see from our perspective, there doesn't seem to be a standout uh, candidate, you know, the, the one that has that that really amazing you know, uh, charisma, the smarts, the policies, and can rebuild the trust with Albertans. I, you, you really want a trifecta, a triple threat type person, and I don't see that. And think, I think that's why federal conservatives are banging their heads on the wall going, well, not Lee's back. That's the, that's the area apparent. 
Elise Mills joining me this afternoon. Always appreciate your time and your insight. Uh, let's talk again soon, Elise. Thanks for this. Yeah, and you take very good care and stay safe, okay? Yeah, you betcha. You too. Thank Elise you. Mills okay. joining us this afternoon, former advisor for Brad Wall, Gordon Campbell. She's a conservative commentator, senior associate with uh, Sussex Strategy Group. And that's the question, my friends. If the premier is to resign or get forced out, who replaces him? For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.